0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit
1: it.
2: It's your favorite president, or as everybody calls me, the modern day Paul Revere, because the bad hombres are coming, the bad hombres are coming. Everybody's getting a bad ombre. They're coming to a town near you. It's like Oprah. You get a bad ombre.
3: You get a bad ombre. You get a bad ombre. Everybody's getting a bad ombre these
2: days. And the Biden administration is doing absolutely nothing about it. When I'm your president, we're going to enact, instead of Title 42, Title
3: 47, and it's going to say adios. We're going to say adios, amigos, except these people are not our amigos, they're not our friends because they're not sending their best. These are bad hombres and we have to build a wall, take care of the Southern border and make America strong again, safe again and great again,
4: believe me. The Texas Department of Public Safety is investigating a group of women for complaining about a man being in the woman's bathroom at the Texas State Capitol. This took place on May 12th, uh, the same day that the Texas House was set to consider banning child gender mutilation. This gentleman goes by the name of Nova Martin. He was dressed in woman's attire, had a pink wig on. A group of women was in the bathroom, took photos, started complaining and saying that they should not be forced to use Capitol facilities with a biological man. Now, this gentleman um, describes himself as America's favorite Trans woman, feminist, lesbian, druidist, poet, okay. But rather than investigate the man and violating the woman's sense of safety, the DPS is investigating the woman. They went so far to confiscating one of the women's cell phones. Unbelievable, this is happening in Texas. I have a teenage daughter and I cannot imagine her feeling uncomfortable in a bathroom and them apprehending my daughter. Abbott better do something.
0: Tennis player, Novak Djokovic, he's like the best player ever.
4: He's
5: ever so good
6: at tennis, he's dedicated his life to it. What's your point, sir?
0: He can't... He cannot get into America. No. He'd like to be playing at the, uh, I think it's coming up, the Miami Open or something. He is unvaccinated, but he's had COVID twice. Had this, again, natural immunity. Something we always used to understand was, like, better than the actual vaccine. Somehow that got to be reversed. Head of the Miami tournament, I read a quote for him <laughs> yesterday. He's trying to get Djokovic in, and he said, there doesn't seem to be any imminent danger imminent danger of a man playing tennis, of a man who's had it twice standing, alone, a sport where you're alone, in the middle of a stadium outside, in a country where everyone's already had it. No imminent danger. This country is stuck on stupid. See what's happening there. We do see businesses moving out for various reasons, but some of them saying they're concerned about the crime in the area. When you see that happening to your beloved city, what goes
2: through your mind, and do you think something's going wrong there? I think they're, they're struggling to recover
7: from the pandemic. Wait, what? They're struggling uh, to come back. They're struggling with the, the, the macroeconomic shifts, particularly as it relates to uh, telework, as it relates to
2: what's the future of a downtown. Is it stacking of offices or stacking of people?
7: <laughs> Are you serious? But some of them saying they're concerned about the crime in the area. No, I think they're, they're struggling to recover from the pandemic.
3: <laughs> you remember flying the first year of the pandemic, this guy next to you with eight masks on, somebody with a hazmat suit and a face shield, guy next to you's on a ventilator, just like, <laughs> coming around, put your mask on, doing that. I feel like we were like two months away from... Pfizer just buying the airlines. Like, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying Pfizer Air. Uh, special thanks to our
0: triple boosted, triple vax medallion members. <laughs> thanks for doing the right thing. We do have some, uh, Iraqi vets in the back who had their arms blown off to save this country, but you guys gave your shoulders for the country, and, uh, you're the real heroes on the fight. We will be coming around with cobbler booster shots, because apparently these things only work for about five minutes. <laughs> That's our bad, that's our bad. If we find out you're unvaccinated, we will throw you out of the plane once you reach our cruising altitude of 40,000 feet. We'll throw you right over Tampa, Florida with the rest of the terrorists.
2: And you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 221, appearing on June 24th, 2023. Welcome, and uh, welcome to a warm Northern California evening over here on the left coast. If you're new to us, this is a show that will last about, oh, there's about six 20-minute clips of talking and uh, with some... uh, little bumper music and some educational clips we'll include as well. So uh, we'll take some breaks here and let you listen to the clips as we go along. Give me a chance to refresh myself. And uh, you can listen to these uh, podcasts. They're all recorded and stored at nohostagesradio.com. Very easy to go back if you want to listen to something you thought you were uh, fascinated by or troubled by. Easy to record, check, double check, proof, fact check, all those kind of things. So uh, nohostagesradio.com. We also have an email connected to that. If you want to get a hold of me by email, it's just simply Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. You can also reach me by my phone, the only phone I own, which is 530 1838 530 713 1838 you can text or call that number any time of the night or day be happy to uh, chat with you or text with you whatever so thank you all for some of you uh, participate in the show by providing me information that you think is relevant or novel or interesting for a show. So thank you for your participation in that. i it's like a paid staff, except we're not paid, me or you. So thank you so much for that. Um, Also, we do a a live show on Saturday mornings. This show shows up on Saturday mornings at your favorite podcast source. But we also do a live show on KMYC 1410 AM out here in Marysville or Yuba-Sutter County area you can listen to that live you can go to our website com. click on the live button and from 10 a.m to one in the afternoon uh we do a live that live show will stream through that uh that link where you can listen to it on your phone your laptop or whatever because it's a right now the power is not very high at that station so it doesn't reach very far even through california well i wanted to um Like last week, I wanted to start out and just give a couple little items that I thought were interesting, noteworthy pieces of news. Uh, One is uh, a a quote I I keep running into that is attributed to Mark Twain. Uh, It says it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Isn't that the truth, whoever said it or wrote it? It's easier to fool people and to convince them that they have been fooled. That's so true, and that's exactly what we had happen during this COVID fraud. So I wanted to just give you a a thought to to ponder. Uh, Jesus said an interesting thing. He says, they have ears, but they cannot hear. They have eyes, but they cannot see. And Mark Twain says, these are fool people, and to convince them that they have been fooled. So let me give you a few things I noticed this week that I thought was fascinating. It said the autopsy rate in 2020 reached a record low of 7.4%, the lowest rate between 1972 and 2020, according to a sub agency of the CDC. That means of all the dead people, only 7.4%, or just 7 uh, seven of 100, needed to have an autopsy. It's quite convenient, right, when you say, oh, they died of natural causes, but they didn't really look to see whether they were killed by remdesivir. Isn't that convenient? I think somebody had something to do with that. 2020, the lowest year since 1972. Also, we learned this week that J.P. Morgan agreed to pay $290 million to settle a class action suit by Jeffrey Epstein's victims who accused the bank of facilitating sex trafficking activities. Ah, you mean a bank would actually reap profits of sex trafficking? So far, we have the Deutsche Bank. And now we have the J.P. Morgan Bank. I think J.P. Morgan may have took over, taken over for Deutsch when Epstein left Deutsch. So both of them ended up paying large amounts of money. Robert F. Kennedy thinks that China poses no military threat to the U.S., according to retired Army Colonel John Mills. I think I would pay attention to retired Army Colonel John Mills. I have a lot of respect for Robert f kennedy or bobby kennedy jr but uh and i maybe have more experience than robert kennedy of traveling and working with people in communist countries so i have my own opinion on china and uh, i just met with a laotian woman who now lives in cambodia who takes care of orphans there and she informed me that china was buying out cambodia and, and laos both taking over both and finally, the other item was in the past four years, at least eight U.S. drag performers accused of, were accused of sex crimes have been working with children. Seven of them were convicted of child sexual abuse, child porn and prostitution, yet they were allowed to work at drag uh, performer story hour, drag queen story hour. You know, all of a sudden we've given an exemption to homosexuals and uh, maybe we haven't given it to heterosexuals for performing kinky, perverted acts. But maybe we've given homosexuals and and drag queens uh, an exemption for their on-the-edge behavior, perverted behavior. And overlooked the fact that they've molested children. Just a thought. Just a thought. We have had an interesting situation happen in California where, you know, it's interesting. Do you know that the FBI, they infiltrate groups that they think uh, they want to put out of existence, like the Proud Boys or a militia or uh, a church group. Now they've been infiltrating the Catholic Church. And so what they do is they take one of their people and go undercover, whether it's a drug deal, whether it's moving guns, whether it's moving children or whatever, whether it's uh, trying to organize a tea party, that type of thing. They infiltrate and then they, uh, they act like just like one of the, the group. And then in the end, they convince the group to commit a crime or do something uh, that they hope they could. Uh, they wanted to catch them doing a the crime, but when they can't catch them do a crime, they actually help them do a crime, like in the uh, abduction of Governor, Ray, uh, Governor Whitmer back in Michigan. So the same thing, I, th- I believe, has happened in the state of California, The state of California was once a conservative state, but now if you looked at the number of registered voters, if you believe that it's accurate, which I believe there's some fraud here, you have 23,500 registered voters in 2010, 23,551,000. Of those, 7.6 million were Democrats, 5.3 million were Republicans, and 4.3 million were other. If you look at 2022, 12 years later, the voter registration went up from 23, 23 million to 26 million. I'm just going to use big round figures. The amount of Republicans actually went down with total voter registration going up. The, the amount of Republicans went down by 100,000. The number of Democrats went up by nearly 3 million. And the number of others went up by 2 million. What we have here is the Republican leadership. In California really becoming Dems, Democrats, and they have the Republican label, but they're working for Democrats. Jessica Patterson gets a quarter of a million dollars to lead the California Republican. Group. I can't find that she does anything. She said one time that she was active in registering and leading the registration of voters, but actually we went backwards in the last twelve years. The popula the number of registered voters went up in the state, but they only went up in the Democrat realm. We have Democrats that are actually Democrat politicians, people that hold supervisorial spots, other spots in the uh, in the state. I think I said Democrat, what I meant to say is Republican. We have Republican politicians that actually, instead of endorsing other Republicans, they endorse Democrats. It makes me wonder, what's going on? They undermine Republicans. James Gallagher, Jim Nielsen, and Doug LaMalfa. From the North State, Doug Lamoff is a congressman. Nielsen was a senator, state senator. Gallagher is the minority leader, or what they call him, the whip. Not much whip in that boy. He is a uh, assembly man. And when Dan Logue ran, he was also, Dan Logue was the minority whip from this area at one time. And when he decided to run against John Garamendi, for Congress, all three of our local, I'm putting quotes around Republican because I don't consider any of them Republicans. They're definitely not ethical men. They undermined Dan's race, Dan Logue's race, and uh, they made sure he didn't get any money. And they actually supported Garamendi. And were buddies of Garamendi. And actually undermined a fellow Republican that had a chance to actually beat Garamendi. Today, James Gallagher, as I said earlier, is the minority leader, or the whip. They call him the minority whip. In other words, he is the one that's supposed to like be the charismatic leader of the Republicans. They need three more seats to become relevant or at least block a blocking force at budget time. But you never hear much from James Gallagher. Since Kylie came on to the congressional level, uh, Kylie is uh, a major stirred up person up there. In fact, he just spoke out today during the Durham hearings. You rarely hear anything from James Gallagher. He's a wallflower. Nielsen was a wallflower. You remember the famous flare-up when Janet Dwyer stood up against the communists on the floor of the Senate in California, and and uh, they were sitting back to back, basically one behind the other. He could have reached out and touched her as she was reading about the atrocities that the communists did to the Vietnamese. And they tried to gavel her down, even though she had a right to speak. They gave her time to speak. They didn't like the topic. So when three sergeants at arms came to physically remove her, James Nielsen, Jim Nielsen, did nothing but just sit there and look the other way. These are the type of Republicans that are despicable. I would rather them be. It's like Jesus said, either be hot or cold. Or I will spew you out of my mouth. I think the Republicans in California need to be spewed out of the voters' mouths. Freddie Rodriguez, Assembly member. Fifth in A D fifty three Assembly Democrat fifty three. So there's going to be a race for his seat. It looks like so. There's a Robert Torres is jumping in the race, city council person, Democrat. He got endorsements from locals like San Bernardino Supervisor Joe Baca, Kurt Hegman, and Representative Norman Torres. Meanwhile, Rodriguez's wife Michelle Rodriguez is running for running after piling up cash from her husband and fellow Assembly Democrats. So they tell me this Kurt Hegman is supposed to be a Republican, but he's endorsing a Democrat. How does that work? Let me see. Kurt Hegman is one of the elected Republicans on the San Bernardino Board of Supervisors. He is the former chair of the San Bernardino Republican Party and was elected as a Republican to the State Assembly. However, he's endorsing a Democrat. This happens every election now in California because we don't really have a conservative party. We, we've we been ripped off. So even though the turnout and the voter registration went up in 12 years from 2010 to 2022, the Republican numbers went down, the voters, the registered voters went down, and of course the Democrats went way up. We don't have, we have a fraud poser In other words, you ever seen those movies where they find out who the cop went undercover, they figure out who it is, and they start to beat him up? The undercover cop. We have undercover Democrats that are posing as Republicans to make this a one party state. It's called a dictatorship, people. It's called a dictatorship. We just got a couple of minutes left. Let me cover this. You know, there's all this push to give more money to subways, the metro, the barts. But nobody wants to ride them anymore. You know why? Because they're horrible. They're filthy. They got they won't enforce the law on them. said one Metro worker revived 21 riders overdosing on opioids. He's not alone, according to Ro- Los Angeles Times writer Rachel Uranga. She said Metro policy prohibits workers from freely speaking with media or photo- photographing conditions inside the trains. But half a dozen current and former workers who include cleaning staff and security guards spoke to the Times about the deaths and near deaths caused by drug use on trains. Here they're trying to take our cars away and put us on trains. Nobody wants to ride those trains. This writer said there's grifters. You know what a grifter is? Grifter is kind of a cool word. you like grifter? Not drifter with a D. Grifter with a G. Grifter, you know what a grifter is? It's a con man. Scam man. The grifter's running the Republican Party Do not care about winning elections. That happens even locally here. They get all up in a personality deal. They'll put somebody in there that won't even, they're a closet Republican. They'll they'll endorse them or won't. You know what's even worse is they just won't endorse anybody. They won't throw down. They're just too afraid to throw down and really get serious about this. The GOP is just looking more Democrat every day. More Democrat every day. Democrats are planning to take control of the House. And you know who it's going to depend on? What they do in California. Southern California. Flipping seats. And when you have Republican Supervisors, county supervisors endorsing Democrat Congress people. It's all lost, people. It is lost. The next city to go down is San Jose. San Francisco is already has already passed the point of no return. San Jose, you, you almost can't believe it when you say it. San Jose people have good feelings about it approaching its highest level on record of office vacancy and could jump further as new space comes on the market and leases expire, according to a report prepared for an upcoming meeting of a committee of the city council. Trouble people, we did it to ourselves. It's a self-inflicted wound, not murder. It's called suicide. We suicided. We'll be right back.
8: I'm here to speak on behalf of our younger children and their academics. This book, It Feels Good to Be Yourself, which, is in, which has an oxymoronic title based on its content, can be found in 26 elementary schools. It is geared towards K-2, and as Macmillan Publisher says, it basically geared, is geared toward ages four through eight. It introduces four different characters with different gender identities. It makes it seem as if gender is an imaginary concept that can be changed on a whim when the truth is gender is factual. You're either a boy or a girl and gender identity, what you see yourself as, that's imaginary. Well, let me read you a couple of things. First character is Ruthie. She's a transgender girl. That means when she was born, everyone thought she was a boy until she grew a little older, old enough to tell everyone that she's actually a girl. Then there's her brother Xavier. Xavier is a cisgender boy. Which 4-8 through year old knows what cisgender means? Can they spell cisgender? That means when Xavier was born, everyone thought he was a boy. And as he grew older, it turned out everyone was right. He was a boy. Then there's Alex, the friend. Alex is both a boy and a girl. Then there's JJ. JJ is neither a boy nor a girl. Ever since JJ was very little, they never felt exactly like a boy or girl. They just felt like themselves. This is JJ 's gender identity. Some girls, some kids feel like girls. Some kids feel like boys. Some kids feel like a little bit of both. Part boy, part girl reminds me of that old commercial. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Is that okay? Some kids don't feel exactly like a boy or a girl. They feel like neither. Some kids feel that their gender identity isn't always the same, it's often changing. So now are we endorsing schizophrenia? What are we doing? Whether you feel like a boy or or a girl or neither, if you describe yourself another way, that is your gender identity. When does this foolishness stop? When you shroud lunacy, insanity, or fallacy in colorful words and pictures to be read to young children, you have created unsafe um, an unsafe environment since we're talking about safe environment, right? Where does it stop? At this tender age, our children should be learning their ABCs and 123s. Who authorized this? Who told you that you are God? Who gave you permission to tell our children who they are and who they're supposed to be? This is intentional and evil at its core. Get back to what you were elected to do and formally educate our children, not indoctrinate them with left-wing ideologies under the guise of providing a safe and welcoming space. Hear us clearly. We will not surrender our children, leave our children alone.
5: Gender dysphoria is a condition where a person's physical, biological sex is one, say a boy, but in the person's mind they think they're really a girl or vice versa. It's not something that you can identify on any objective test. You can't do a blood test, for example, you can't do MRI imaging, you can't do genetic testing to actually find this gender identity. My name is uh, Dr. Michael Laidlaw, I'm an endocrinologist uh, in Rockland, California. This gender identity, which is really a child saying, I believe I'm this, I believe I'm a boy, I believe I'm a girl, something opposite of their body. Once they say that, they go down this road of gender affirmative therapy. That consists of social transition, wearing, say, stereotypical clothes of the opposite sex to pretend that they're the opposite sex. Then these puberty blockers, then these cross-sex hormones, and then finally surgical modifications to the body to try to make the person appear that they're the opposite sex. Puberty blockers are, are powerful hormones. Um, they act on a small gland in the brain called the pituitary, and this controls the sex organs. For example, testicles make testosterone, ovaries make estrogen, and the pituitary c- controls that happening. Now, these blockers stop this action, and then, whereas, say, a, a girl is in age nine and continuing or beginning to develop in puberty and should continue on until A full adult woman, it's stopped. Once you stop it, uh, there are various harms and problems that occur afterwards. Unfortunately, many of our professional organizations uh, are advocating for this, including uh, Endocrine Society, and it's important to bear in mind that there's very small groups of people controlling these societies. Small groups of people are making these pronouncements And then when physicians want to turn to what's the best practice, they're finding these things. And there's no rigorous research done. There's no controlled studies. It's very poor research, but it's, I guess, politically correct to go down these roads by these uh, organizations. Doctors will feel compelled to follow what their organization says without really looking into the evidence necessarily. There is heavy duty propaganda basically going on, but these gender clinics have uh, sprung up and have multiplied all across the country. The numbers are going up around the world, in the UK, Canada, here, other places. More and more kids are are being um, diagnosed with this, and there's a social contagion component, people, uh, kids going on to YouTube, Tumblr, things like that, So so the cases are rising. It's a major problem that we have to address. In my practice as a physician, I always look at side effects of medications before I give anything to anyone. Say for diabetics, I always tell them, you know, if you can work on your diet and exercise first, I'd rather have you do that than take these medications because there's, there's side effects and there's problems that are potential. But if you need it, then, then you need to take it. With this, I can see no need to take these medications. I see the risk as being very high. And I see children as a very vulnerable population who can't speak up for themselves and their parents are often propagandized by this movement. I've met a lot of these parents. Uh, my heart goes out to them. I've s- seen their kids and pictures of the kids, and it really, it's about helping kids.
9: What is inside this vial could kill you almost instantly. In fact, this much would kill you and I if we split it. It's odorless, tasteless, and it's currently being disguised as nearly any drug you can buy off the street. This is fentanyl. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is a hundred times stronger than morphine and about fifty times the strength of heroin. Fentanyl has sedative effects and will rapidly slow down a person's breathing. Just a milligram too much of fentanyl can result in hypoxia, a decrease of oxygen to the brain, and can quickly lead to death. Sounds more like a poison than a drug. If you were to ingest fentanyl and live, your body would begin having withdrawals within a few hours. Fentanyl is one of the most addictive substances known to man. It is also rather cheap to produce considering its potency, which is why it is being used in all types of illicit drugs.
3: When you're smiling, when you're
5: smiling,
9: when
3: you're smiling, when you're smiling, over smiles at you smiling. and when you're laughing, when you're laughing, oh you're laughing. Oh, you're laughing. Oh, you're laughing. Mm. When the sun comes shining through, shining through. When, you're when you're crying, you bring on the rain. On Stop, the rain. Your Stop your sight. Won't you be happy again? Happy again. When, you're when you're
8: smiling.
2: All right, well, I wanted to mention uh, I saw a picture of Will Fanning standing looking at something in his shop, and he had a little boy sitting on his shoulder. And I thought, well, that maybe is his apprenticeship program for youngsters. But seriously, All Power Services at 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City is uh, doing lots of work. And they need even when Josh James came back from Kern County, Josh left and went back home here several months ago and took a, his old job back. And uh, all of a sudden he's back up here, Josh James. It wasn't the same without him. So he's back out at All Power Services, but Will Fanning told me the other night, he said, Lou, I need a mechanic. I need a good auto mechanic. So if you're if you're a good mechanic, they want you out at All Power Services. I'm going to tell you how to hook up with them. You can dial them or text them at 530-844-0347, 844-0347. Uh, you can go out there at 1469 Stewart Road and drop off a... Uh, A resume if you want. That's in Yuba City. Or you could just email it to them at allpower1469 at gmail.com. allpower1469 at gmail.com. They work on every kind of thing that needs to be repaired that's got power hooked up to it, whether it's gas power, diesel power, electrical power, recreational stuff, work stuff. All kinds of things. They just fix small and large. Big trucks, cars, mowers, chainsaws, all kinds of stuff. If it's broken, they'll fix it. They're also expert welders. They got all the certifications. Go out there and check them out. It's uh, right off Highway 99, 1469 Stewart Road. All power services. Check them out. Also, Allen's Auto Body. I was just across the street having dinner across the street from where the the uh, Kevin and Carrie Clark live. And they own Allen's bo- Auto Body, and they are working there with their two sons. And they just fix all kinds of car problems. In fact, they could probably paint anything you wanted to paint, just if you needed something painted. I remember my mother wanted to change the color of her refrigerator instead of buying. They were so careful with their money they said listen this this refrigerator is running fine let's just paint it they just took it to an auto body shop and they painted it It Looked brand new they might even paint your other items for you allen's auto body they're at tea garden in sutter in yuba city and you can reach them you could drop in monday through friday or you could just call them make appointment 530-671-1057 if you need your car or motorbike motorcycle anything repaired or painted slicked up they will do it okay all right i'm going to i'm going to try to get your attention here i'm going to try to get your attention the best i can and um There's a situation with the IRS and the ATF that's really concerning to me. IRS agent was quoted as saying, I can go into anyone's house at any time I want. That is not what our forefathers said, and that is not what the Constitution says. The Judiciary Committee of the United States of America is investigating this agent threatening a taxpayer. He misidentified himself. He used fake identification to approach and threaten the taxpayer, following which House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan sent a letter to IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel. Wanting more information, the incident occurred on April 25 this year when an IRS agent identifying as Bill House, H-A-U-S, with the agency's criminal division, visited the house of a taxpayer residing in Marion, Ohio, according to the June 16 letter. The agent initially lied to the taxpayer that he was visiting with regard to her improper estate filings and that she owed a substantial amount to the IRS. Before his visit, the taxpayer had not received any notification from the tax agency regarding any unpaid dues on the estate. After the taxpayer showed proof that she had paid all the taxes for the estate, Agent House then said that the true purpose of his visit was not related to the estate, but that the taxpayer allegedly had several delinquent tax return filings. He then proceeded to provide documents for the taxpayer to fill out, including submitting sensitive personal information. The taxpayer immediately called her attorney, who asked Agent House to leave her home. The agent responded aggressively, insisting that, I am an IRS agent. I can be at or go into anyone's home at any time I want to be. Before leaving her home, House threatened the taxpayer that she had one week to pay off her dues failing which he would freeze her assets and put a lien on her home the letter notes in may the taxpayer contacted house's supervisor who subsequently resolved the matter on may 30 she received a letter from the irs stating that her case was closed listen people These are not empty threats. The IRS can take every nickel, every penny from you without proving you're guilty. You are guilty until proven innocent before the laws of the IRS. If you don't cooperate and give them what they want, they will take it. And your bank cannot stop it. They just take it. This is a Nazi organization. The committee, Jim Jordan's committee, asked the IRS commissioner to provide certain documents so that it could examine how to best protect Americans' fundamental freedom and to assist the committee in its oversight. The documents are supposed to be supplied by June 30. Agent House. Filed a complaint against an officer investigating him in relation to his visit to the Ohio taxpayer after house left a taxpayer called the Marion, Ohio, police department worried that she was subject to a scam. This lady was so blown away from the IRS. She called the local police thinking this can't be true. This cannot be true. Have you, how much stuff have you faced during COVID? You think I can't believe this is America. Are you with me? I have got up in the morning. I said, I cannot. I feel like I'm in a foreign nation. Said the the behavior from an IRS agent to an American taxpayer providing an alias using deception to secure entry into the taxpayers' homes and then filing an inspector general complaint against a police officer examining the matter is highly concerning. The letter said. Highly concerned. I get the language these guys use. I would be blowing a gasket if I was up there. The IRS has previously been criticized for suspicious behavior against law abiding citizens. In March, Jordan questioned the IRS regarding the agency's alleged in person visit to the home of investigative journalist Matt Taibbi. He was the one investigating Twitter. Suggesting that this could involve potential witness intimidation. Taibi was one of the, as I mentioned, he he was the one involved with the Twitter files. <clears throat> in light of the hostile reaction to Taibi, Taibi's reporting among left-wing activists in the IRS's history as a tool of government abuse. The IRS's actions could be interpreted as an attempt to intimidate a witness before Congress. Here, here. The controversy surrounding Agent House comes as the IRS has been under scrutiny with many questioning its existence. In an interview with radio host Dana Loesch, Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis said that he will defund the IRS if he becomes president in 2024 and if Congress sends him such a bill. He says, I think the IRS is a corrupt organization, and I think it's not a friend to the average citizen or taxpayer, and so we need something totally different. DeSanta said, I supported all of the single-rate proposals. I think they would be a huge improvement over the current system, and I would be welcome uh, to, to take the tax system, chunk it out the window, and do something that's more favorable to the average person. An analysis of the IRS data showed that the amount of taxes collected from American citizens under the Biden administration has jumped up when compared to the Trump administration. Now, here's the other thing that's concerning. Montana firearms dealer. This is a small dealer. This isn't a big box store. He deals in guns that you can't get at the big dock box stores. They're legal, but they just don't sell them at these big stores. Montana firearms dealer sticks to his guns, reopens business after IRS raid. What's up with the raids? Do these guys have some kind of fantasy that they're Delta Force? Most of them are perverts. 20, listen to this. This is a small business. In Great Falls, Montana, 20 heavily armed agents seized thousands of documents containing personal information. You would think in his personal information? No, no, no. On you, if you bought one of his guns. They took his personal customers information because he's got to keep all that personal information when he sells a gun, you know. So it says here that he's back up and running after 20, as I mentioned, agents raided and searched the business on June 14th, seizing thousands of documents containing personal customer information. He runs a store, Tom Van Hoos, Highwood Creek Outfitters. The IRS has a criminal division. They showed up carrying semi-automatic weapons dressed in full tactical gear when he arrived to open the store at 730 in the morning. He said he was perplexed by the federal search warrant stating he was under financial investigation. He said they somehow think a small mom and pop gun shop makes enough money to justify 20 heavily armed agents. There is no justification for what happened, he he said. During the 10-hour search, Van Hoos said the agents confiscated documents, including financial records and over 12,000 individual firearms transactions, representing 13 years of business. They just stripped the place. 20 boxes at 600 records each box. He said, whenever a person purchases a firearm, they must fill out a firearm transaction record, Form 4473, which contains the buyer's name, address, vital information, photo ID. Unlike box stores, gun retailers, small firearms dealers like Highwood Creek Outfitters maintain custody of their 4473 forms on paper for the life of the business. He said, the IRS hasn't Got any reason to search those records. They're not financial records. Why would they want just who had which gun? Nobody else can look at that information unless that gun was used in a crime. But nobody had no nobody was insinuating people had committed crimes with his guns. Tom Van Hoos on june twenty. Nearly a week after Iris raided his business on June 14, tried to get himself back into business. Van Hoos said two years ago an FBI agent began surveilling his gun store. That's the same thing they were doing to Randy Mitchell's Uppercut Barbershops. shops. But that wasn't the FBI. It was a it was law enforcement people from the Department of Consumer Affairs taking photographs of people coming in to get a haircut. Little children. You'd think they're pedophiles or something. So he thought, I wonder what they're taking pictures of. We thought somebody was casing our shop, he said, to rob it. He called the police who instructed the agent to show his identification or go downtown. Nobody knew this guy, said Van Hoos, who found out later his department was on a Department of Homeland Security domestic terrorism watch list. We don't know why, he said. The level of harassment just continues to grow. He said, we sell guns. Most of your box stores won't sell. We have an indoor range. So I guess because we sell the scary guns from the liberal perspective, we got the on the radar. He said, if you want a legal gun, we will get it for you. We do everything legal. We record everything. On and on it goes. Picture of this guy. I'm telling you, this is so disgusting, people. U.S. Congressman Matthew Rosendale of Montana condemned the IRS action in his June 16 letter to the ATF director, Stephen Dedelbach. He's a loser kind of guy looking. I've watched him testify before Congress. Double speaking idiot. Oh, wow. Well, let's see. I'm going to spend all night on this, but I just, uh, this is what we're facing, folks. IRS just knocking right on your door. That, By the way, I have these don't trespass signs that can be used against the government, it lists the laws, and they are you they, you can just lean them in your window. They're made of that kind of corrugated plastic, like a cardboard, but it's plastic. Nice white with black lettering. I have some on my front porch. One of the listeners is going to pick up, and uh, people call me and want, want them, copies. I don't sell them. I just give them to you. And uh, put them in your windows or you could, I'll give you a little stand. You can stick them in your front yard. And, you know, the government just they've gotten used to just coming on your property and just doing whatever they want without a warrant. Don't let them do it. You just stand them up, say, kick the warrant down or get off my property. And if they push on you, just you can you can file a citizen's arrest against them right at the door. There's paper, a little paperwork, but it's not bad. And you just say, I'm serving you right now. I want, your, I want your name and badge number, and I'm serving you right now. I'm putting you on citizens. The for violating my constitutional rights. How about that? The owner says this: the danger they put people in in this community. He's talking about 20 armed with semi-automatic guns. He said this is the third busiest street in Great Falls. If for any reason gunfire started, any passerby could have been in jeopardy. You know who had it, to blame for that? Mr. Van Hoos. He said I kept my cool. They kept their cool. They didn't trash my place like other alphabet organization agencies. I thanked them for being professional. I don't think. I don't thank them for the job they're doing. Great Falls Police Department said an uniformed officer was present at the gun shop on the morning of the raid. In other words, they pulled in local police just to witness it, I guess. Well, they're trying to some people want to raise some money to help help him out. They want to raise two hundred thousand dollars to defend against the overreach of the government. I guess they're going to take this boy to court for some reason. I'm just giving you an idea of what's going on around the country. They're they're arresting moms and dads for going to uh, school board meetings. They're bringing in to trying to get restraining orders on you, like I did here in 2000. What was it 2021 maybe? They'll do anything they can. They have found that they that the government can beat up. Their people, the government can beat up on the constituents. They can throw the constituents in jail like they they did back. They have and still have it January after the January 6th deal. We got people that have never been out of jail. They've never been to court. They've just been sitting in jail since January 6, 2020. It's criminal. We got old ladies in there. We have people with heart conditions in there, as if they were terrorists. That should be in Guantanamo Bay. It's a pitiful situation. We have been overtaken by third-world dictator losers, criminals. They lie. They molest children. They protect people that molest children. They're paid off by drug dealers. One of the guys that spoke at the recent Bards Fest who worked undercover for the government, worked in Delta Force, said... That when he was in Central and South America busting bad guys, he would look at their phones and they or their wrote back is so old back their Rolodexes, they'd have names of US and and uh, senators and congress people. Or state state legislators. He they would the bad guys, the narcotic people, narcs, cartel narcs. They would have numbers for major leaders in the united states why because they just pay them off we'll be right back
4: you left me alone when i couldn't even buy a
3: friend needed your space so all love just had to hand new and is promising is
0: called the rna vaccine with rna and dna instead of putting that shape in you put instructions in the code to make that shape you put instructions in the code to make that shape
1: everything that i'm about to mention is currently being developed by bill gates often in partnership with the cv19 playbook mit all of which is backed by the united nations and the rockefeller foundation Due to ongoing mutations with CV-19, the CV vaccine currently being developed will alter our DNA through an actual synthesizing of our individual genetic code using mRNA and CRISPR technology, which acts as scissors, by cutting DNA at a designated spot and removing or inserting uh, a new sequence with uh, an artificial code to make sure every man, woman, and child complies with the One World Order's mandatory implementations. Gates and MIT are currently developing the Human Implantable Quantum Dot Microneedle Vaccination Delivery System. It's a tattoo for the hand, which will include our identification mark and vaccination records. It needs an enzyme called Luciferous in order to make it work. The transhumanist agent on every person's hand will glow with the bioluminescence of the light bearer, a chip you cannot remove with a knife. This tracking system will alter your DNA, and it's permanent. 33rd degree Freemason and occultist Manley P. Hall once wrote, quote, the seething energies of Lucifer are in his hands.
0: So this is urgent, and it's gonna require incredible collaboration. It's gonna have to go to seven billion people.
2: Climate lockdowns be on the horizon. According to Nigel Farage, the answer is yes.
7: Mayor Sadiq Khan of London has made most of central London 20 mile per hour speed limits. I'm not joking, it's 20 MPH, even on dual roads, in most of London. Speed cameras are being installed every single day of the week, and even at two o'clock in the morning. If you're doing 23 miles per hour, you will get flashed, you will get penalty points and a fine. Then they introduce low traffic neighborhoods, which means they literally block off some roads and make them pedestrian. Then they've got the concept here of what's called a 15 minute city, that if you drive more than 15 minutes from your home, you'll have to start paying tolls and charges to do so. And then this Tuesday, Mayor Khan says, the air quality in London today is gonna be poor. And that's because summer has finally arrived. Please don't use your car unless it's absolutely necessary. Do not let your car idle. Do not burn wood and so on and so forth. Now, if I'd said to you four years ago that we'd be locked down because of a flu-like virus, you would not on this programme have believed me. And I'm telling you here and now, that in the name of climate change, in the name of pollution, we will, certainly in London, within the next few years, have a period when the mayor says, you must not use your car at all, and air quality is so bad, you must stay at home. This isn't about pollution, it isn't about climate change, it's about controlling our lives. And don't think it won't come to you, because it will.
2: God save the queen, man.
6: watching on the monitor. Did he just say God save the Queen? Why did he say God save the Queen? Why? Why? I mean she's no longer with us. How are we going to explain this? You know what? We're not going to explain it. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. <sighs> he just fell. He fell. He just fell. Yes, no, he tripped. No, up the stairs. Yeah. Did he just say Iranian people instead of Ukrainian people? Did I just, just cut the feed? He is reading the teleprompter instructions out loud. That yeah, I'm watching. Did he just fist bump? the Saudi prince? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. He asked if a representative was in the room who has already passed away. They're, they're no longer with us. Get him off stage. He, he's shaking hands with the air. Okay, get him off the stage. Who did he just salute? There was no one behind him. He just, he just did a salute to, to, to no one. I'm sorry, did he just say that Kamala was a great president? Did I hear that? Did I hear? I heard him. I heard him say he's been to all 54 states. Yes, I guess he thinks that Colombia is part of Southeast Asia. Who is Corn Pop? Does anybody know who Corn Pop is? Did he just say that his butt has been wiped? Yeah. Did he just tell a black man that he wasn't black? Yeah. Did he just say that 120 million people died from COVID? Yeah, I'm watching. Did he just say that 150 million people have died from gun violence since 2007? I must have misheard. Did, did he say that 720 million women are going to go back into the workforce? Yeah, just don't have him talk numbers. I mean, clearly, like at this point, we should, know no numbers. Just don't use them. Obama just introduced him. Where is he? Where, where, where is he? I know he said he was vice president in 2018, but he wasn't. So we're just going to have to, yeah, Yeah, you're gonna have to fix it. Fix it, we gotta fix it. Tell him to take his hand off the child. Off the child's shoulder. I'm watching him now, live. Yes, take the hand off. Well, he wasn't technically in the photo when the influencer was topless. But it's out there. Yeah, there's a photo of him. Yes, I'm watching. Please have him stop sniffing. Yeah, just just remove him from... Yeah, he's gotta stop smelling them. It's everyone... Yeah, just... Yeah, no, I'm watching on the monitor. He's smelling again. Could you just... Yeah, pull him back. Yeah, he's talking about children rubbing his legs. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't I, I have no idea what he just said. I, I... <laughs> well, I came to the river
3: and i took a look
2: When you have a need for legal care, legal help, maybe you just need some documents done, maybe you need a notary, maybe you need some filing done, responses to some kind of legal trouble, a court case, maybe you need a name change, adoption, maybe you need a trust or a will. North Valley paralegals who I recommend—that's Nellie Garcia. She's a friend of mine, but more than a friend, she's a very sharp lady who gets it done and and does it uh, easy. She makes it easy, and she's kind and honest. That goes a long ways, don't you think? North Valley paralegal. She's a lot cheaper than the average attorney and a lot more honest. So North Valley Paralegal Nellie Garcia, you can reach her at 530-751-9289, 751-9289. She's at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Yuba City, 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. There's a number of buildings there in that parking lot. She's in the 200 numbers, Suite 202A. The sign on the reader board out front may still say Senator Jim Nilsen. <clears throat> They're just slow. The people running that place are slow on getting the signs changed. Just go to 202A and you'll find her. Okay? Easy. Also want to mention if you have an addiction problem, don't give up on it. Don't just give in to it. Don't think you'll never be the same. Don't think you don't. you're never going to have your life back. Don't think you ought to just end your life. We have uh, all kinds of friends, Dr. Cassidy and I, who once were in really bad shape, but now they're doing good. Dr. Joe Cassidy has been one of the longest serving doctors in this area, was the health officer, is a specialist in addiction issues. So he works at Peachtree Health right now uh, for a few days a week just to help he he'll, he'll take anybody he'll he'll treat you your family members but he really likes to work with addicts who who are at the last down long yardage and need some help you can call peach tree health at 530-749-3242 749-3242 if for some reason it's difficult to make that appointment through that device They have an auto-attendance system, which is a pain. If you happen to get through, just ask for Dr. Cassidy. And when they say, why do you need to see him, just say addiction. That's good. And he will help you. If you have problems, he's willing to take a text from you, one text during the day, not blow up his phone, 530-682-8648, 682-8648. Just text your name, your phone number and addiction and he'll call you back if after a couple hours you never hear from him because he's te- taking patience all that day or maybe it's on the weekend he might be with his family doing something just dial me up you can talk to me or text me and i'll i'll hook you up and uh i'll make time night or day lou benninger 530-713-1838 that's simple 5307131838 and we'll make this happen. I don't care what your addiction is, fentanyl, any of the opiates, meth, any other kind of drugs, cocaine, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We will we will work with you and get you the help you need, okay? Don't give up. We're not giving up. Don't you don't give up. So, uh let's work at it. All right. I wanted to. Uh, have you seen this website? Stop World Control. I like this website. Stop World Control. Dot, I don't know what it's dot com. Shoot, I don't know why it does that. It just. It it doesn't give. Let me see if it has it listed here. Big old cool article, and they. Let me just see if I I can just. Put it in my browser and see if it'll do something supernatural. Stop. World. How about spelling it correctly? Start world. Control. I think it's .dot com. Happy days. That that was sol- solved simply. So stop world control. Here, what I'm going to do. I'm, going to, I want, I'm trying to educate you on these podcasts. I'm not the smartest guy, but I know what I need. I need some help. And, and says, it says being afraid of the truth. Stopworldcontrol.com. The majority of humanity is still largely unaware. Wow, I've seen that. Lots of people are still asleep. Although in many nations, a silent majority does feel something is off. Many are not ready yet to see what is truly happening. The confrontation with reality is simply too shocking for them. I think that's true. Learning about criminal elites that control the world can be so disturbing that some people respond with cognitive dissonance. We should have all learned those two words during covid the PSYOP, or the psychological operation, was designed to create cognitive dissonance. What is that? It's a big old bunch of syllables. Well, it's a psychological reaction to, a new, to new information that we perceive as threatening. You ever heard something and you think, man, that's, that freaks me out. That's thre- that feels like a threat. My life's going to be threatened. We feel safer by denying the truth. It's the proverbial hiding your head in the sand. A similar psychological reaction to, is, is, uh, to cognitive dissonance is called the Semmelweis effect. You ever heard that, Simmel-Weiss? Semmelweis? S-E-M-M-E-L-W-E-I-S, Weiss effect. What is it? It's the reflex-like tendency to reject evidence or knowledge when it contradicts established norms, beliefs, and paradigms. What's an established norm, belief, and paradigm that we used to have? Trust the government. They're all for us. The CDC's are interested in our health. The World Health Organization is interested in our health. The doctor's interested in our health. The police are there for us. The government is there to help us. They took an oath to defend the Constitution. These are commonly held norms, beliefs, and paradigms. All undermined. I can send my kids to school and they will be treated well and taught properly. All fraudulent now. Writer says I encourage everyone to be aware of these mental survival mechanisms. You see what they are? The head in the sand. Simmel Weiss effect. Did you hear what he said? They said they're mental survival mechanisms. Stand six feet apart. Wear a mask. Don't touch anybody. Wash your hands. Don't go out. Stay at home. Don't go visit grandma. These are psychological operations to create cognitive dissonance. The fact that we are not yet aware of certain realities doesn't make them less true. Do you understand what he's saying there? The fact that we are not aware of the truth doesn't make it less true. Our ignorance does not determine reality. People are so ignorant. You're going to, you're not wearing a mask. You don't care about me. You're going to kill me. You're not going to get a shot. You're going to kill me. Don't you care about others? Cognitive dissonance, people. <clears throat> one, one key element in our time that, that exposes what is going on in our world is the grand jury. Organized by the world-renowned inter- attorney, Dr. Reiner Fulmick. Or in fact, Reiner has a branch in Northern California. I don't know the exact location. But it was here that his wife said, Reiner, you need to go back to Germany and you need to file an action against these people, these corrupt cabal weirdo Frankensteins. As most of us know today, hundreds of the world's leading scientists, as well as officials from the WHO, United Nations, and the military, CDC, Pfizer, etc., have all testified before a grand jury about the plan to submit all humanity to a totalitarian system of suffocating control, which is executed executed under the guise of health care, climate change, and other manufactured crises, economic collapse, energy crisis, war, on and on and on and on. You didn't know it, but there's been a grand jury hearing from these people and subpoenaing them. The revelations from the first sessions in the grand jury were summarized into an easy to read document called Grand Jury Evidence Number One, which has been distributed freely through Stop World Control. You want to read it? You want to read the truth about what was behind on COVID? These are attorneys and doctors asking the hard questions of these people who were behind all this evil. You could go to stopworldcontrol.com. Then there's I, I'm looking at the cover to it right now. It says grand jury evidence. And then the, the number one in a circle it says lawyers, a judge and top level experts from who United Nations, etc. CDC, Pfizer reveal evidence of an age agenda for world tyranny executed under the guise of the covid-19. Anyway, it, lists, it shows all the photos of the people involved and uh, very easy to download. He says, I want to stress that this document does not contain any unfounded theories. Everything present presented is a fact, historical fact, geopolitical fact, scientific and medical fact, backed by data and confirmed by all the experts participating in the grand jury, as well as thousands of other experts we are connected with around the world. This guy says, I hold a master's degree from the University of Science In arts in Belgium, in the area of media and communication, I received a very rare permanent visa into the United States for exceptional ability. This kind of visa is exclusively granted to top experts who are recognized as world leaders and innovators in their field. Now, listen. Don't stay stupid. Or someone said, don't stay stuck on stupid. Go get that report and do your own research and quit watching these uh, mainstream media shows educate yourself you can download if you have a computer looks like they're giving it away for free just printing it off or down saving it on your computer and then pulling it up and reading it. you don't even need to print it just read it on your computer he said the fact that the mainstream media is not talking about this report does not mean it isn't true it's just the opposite if the mainstream media says the color over there on that boat is red, you can guess it's not. It's something other than red. They are liars. They are being paid to lie. It's just not they got up in the morning and said, I think I'm going to make up stuff. They are being paid at every news agencies, even some of you that used to listen to Fox, or maybe you still do, and you think, oh, I like that person. These They have an agenda there. They are firing people that, that step outside their agenda. Dr. Reiner Fulmick has been filing successful lawsuits against fraudulent corporations for three decades. He's a world leader in his field. He has listened to more than 200 leading experts in all fields of science from around the world. These guys are serious operators. They're not cashing in. They're trying to save humanity because most of them are so dumbstruck and they don't want to listen. They just want it all to go away. It isn't going away. People pay attention. Heads up. It ain't going nowhere. He says, be aware when the intelligent part of humanity is silenced. You, you notice a lot of people get silenced. Top medical doctors that said, this ain't right. Nothing about this is right. So whenever intelligent part of humanity is suppressed and rulers demand unquestioned obedience from an uninformed population, you can be sure something nefarious is at work. The criminals who threaten our world. You remember I used I would call, dr Fong Lu, a criminal she is, as well as the supervisors. This is one of the top criminal attorneys in the world that that goes after corporate fraud. He said the criminals who threaten our world thrive on the ignorance of the public. That's why they censor and discredit all information that has the ability to educate people. Fact checkers are trained and deployed by by the criminals to suppress the massive worldwide exposure of truth. It's interesting that fact checkers will never challenge the proven false narrative of the mainstream media. Do you ever notice that? They are working for the same people. This meme says, first we overlook evil. Then we permit evil. Then we legalize evil. Then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who still call it evil. I give you a little Bible Bible passage to hopefully it'll breathe some life into your body. It says, woe. When you see woe in the scriptures, that's bad. Woe. Woe unto you. Woe unto them who call evil good And good, evil. That's Isaiah, the 5th chapter and the 20th verse. Look it up. See if I'm making it up. I could give you a lot of examples of this. Overlook evil. Then we permit it. Then we legalize it. Promote it. Celebrate it. Then we persecute those who still call it evil in the first place. That doesn't describe America. Many of you are... Think, oh, that's against the Constitution. Oh, I know about the Constitution. You don't know Jack Diddley about the Constitution. You're a poser. If you want to learn about the Constitution and the way the founders intended it to be much more, you're not going to just memorize the Constitution. You're going to learn the philosophies that went into every one of those amendments, etc., etc., and what people believed back then. We've been fed so much crap It's coming out our ears about what people believe. Oh, those guys didn't really believe in God. Oh, this, oh, that, oh, the other thing. If you want to to actually get educated, go to LibertyFirstSociety.com. LibertyFirstSociety.com. That's Chris Ann Hall. She's all about, she's not about Republican and Democrat. She's about liberty principle, principle and truth. She used to be in the medical world. She used to be an a interpreter for the U.S. Army. She was uh expert in the Russian language. Finally, she ended up in the legal world and got fired as a prosecutor from the state of Florida. You know why? Because during the Obama administration, she was teaching, you remember the uh, Tea Party? When it came up during the Obama administration? She was teaching the Tea Party groups and schools on her own time, on the weekend or at nights, not during her paid government time, she was teaching the Constitution and they fired her for it. They said, either stop doing that or we're going to fire you. She said, it's okay, I will quit. So she did. This is, I came across this, I thought this was interesting guy writes it's sad it's a sad world when your seven year old son can't pretend he's an Indian. you ever play cowboys and Indians It's a sad world when you're not allowing your seven year old seven year old son to pretend he's an Indian but a grown man can pretend that he's a woman I'm telling you people are we have we lost our mind or what we we We've been taking stupid pills We've been taking the stupid pills. We're going to be right back and uh, we'll start the second half of the show. Get organized here. Make sure I do all this right for Tanner Martis when he takes over and does his part on the show. Be right back. Uh, uh,
10: So Donald J. Trump is the first president to be wiretapped and spied on. He's the first president to be impeached twice and acquitted twice. He's the first president to be banned and censored on social media. He's the first president to have his home raided by the FBI. And he's the first president to be indicted by a grand jury. I don't know about you, but I'm supporting the guy with the most impeachments, indictments and lawsuits because that's the guy they clearly fear the most. And at this point, you kind of have to start asking yourself why. I mean, seriously, what won't they do? Let me know your thoughts.
3: I had to do one of those uh, diversity training meetings. Anybody have to do those at work? This is what's so weird about it all. It's white people telling other white people how to talk to black people. That's (laughs) off. That's a little off, isn't it? But I had a 21-year-old white woman tell us how to talk to the minorities and it really started to screw with me. (laughs) Right after the meeting, I go up to a black
9: employee. I was like, hey, uh, Ray, I just want to let you know, man, um,
3: I see you, I hear you, let's get Brian, he beat the shit out of me, right? I don't know what, I don't see how it's, how this is helping. And now for the Institute on the Constitution,
11: here's Michael Anthony Peruca with The American View.
12: Independence Day. It is on this day that we celebrate the bold declaration whereby Americans before us, relying on their belief that their right to life, liberty, and property were gifts of God, resolved before him to sacrifice their lives and fortunes for the benefit of their loved ones and for generations to come. John Adams predicted that this day would be remembered and celebrated as the great anniversary festival. Adams said the day ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of the continent to the other. In this much, one might say that we have followed the advice of our second president. But Adams also said that the event ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. And I believe that it is here that we Americans have disappointed the memory of Adams. You see, John Adams expected and trusted succeeding generations to continue to defend innocent life. But the murder of over 60 million Americans in their mother's wombs is evidence of America's betrayal of that trust. So on this Independence Day, I pray for God's mercy on a wicked generation and for a renewal and a revival and a restoration of a republic that honors its fathers by protecting its children. This is Michael Anthony Peruca for Institute on the Constitution bringing you The American View.
2: All right, we're into uh segment four. And I wanted to mention to you that uh no there hasn't been a time when we we need all the police we can get. And we need dogs. I got people around me, everybody's got a dog. I don't have a dog, but they're barking and they're all they're trying to protect their owners. We got police around. Now we have all these security groups. I when I was a kid, I don't even remember hardly any security businesses now there are quite a few of them one of them and started in yuba county's elite universal security guy named monty hecker got out of the air force started himself a business and it's growing all the way up to the oregon border all the way across california up, up north here so he's got he's got a couple things going just like old will fanning monty said uh I could use some people working over here. I could make some, I need some more guards. I can make guards of them. So you might think I, you know, I retired from whatever I was doing. I wonder if I should do that. You could go over there, maybe do half, half a week, like do a 20 hour week or something. So you might check it out. Elite universal security. If, if you uh, are a hard worker, you're a person of integrity, uh, Age is not an issue. If you're an older person, maybe your retirement age, they could use you. Elite Universal Security, I'll give you a phone number and you could dial them up. And uh, it's 530 749 0280. Very simple 530 749 0280. Or you could go to their website at eliteuniversalsecurity.com, check them out. But if you need somebody to help you with some security issues, I have all kinds of people. And we got homeless people sleeping on their front steps of their office. we got them in the back steps. I've I've had them all over. Downtown Marysville here, it's a big, big problem. They're sleeping everywhere. I've had to run them off property a couple times. I've had to have some come-to-Jesus conversations with them, addicts. I said, hey, I'll get you into rehab. Let's go get it. Let's get it handled. But uh, if you need some help, any kind of security needs, just give them a call at 530-749-0280. You may have a farm, ranch. Maybe you've got a manufacturing plant. People are stealing stuff from you left and right. They will solve it. They'll also help you on how to handle a gun. They, they can train you how to do that. They have their own range. They know if, if there's any permits needed, they can help you with that. Check it out. Also wanted to mention uh the plumbing doctor. Uh they have a plumbing business here in Ubisoft Sutter counties. They got a lot of vans, they got a dispatch center. They get it on 530-671-9111 671-9111. They will take care of you. And they will uh you know, it's always inconvenient to have a plumbing problem. Man, it's hard. We we take it for granted when it works, and 99% of the time it's just working flawlessly. But when it goes down, the water line gets a leak, or something, the hot water heater blows up, or credible, credible stuff. Uh, this is your opportunity; you can get it fixed once and for all. All right. So let me let me get oriented here. Get me back down to where I was supposed to be. Uh, okay everywhere you're looking now it says fauci lied fauci lied fauci lied it says scientists discover first victims in covid-19 pandemic were researchers from the fauci funded wuhan lab you know usually people talk about places people places and things i don't know nothing about it but i've been up to wuhan yeah i've been up there i i think we've eaten at some of those bought food at those wet markets i might have been right near that virology lab Tony Fauci paid everybody off. He bribed everybody. They, he just made prostitutes out of scientists and media, left and right. He had a—he he is Frankenstein. He's like Dr. Frankenstein. January 31, 2020, Danish-born, British-educated scientist Christian Anderson. Man, that's a familiar name, Christian Anderson. He emailed Tony Fauci saying that the virus, he thinks— came from a lab this is just between him and tony january Jan- first of 2020 right in the thick of it remember they were saying we think it came from a wet market oh we think we don't know where it came. well i'm not sure christian anderson he was studying it he said virus looks like it came from a lab tony christian anderson says some of the features look engineered of this virus and that genome looks inconsistent with evolutionary theory oh well, christian anderson was just being tr- naive and honest then on february 4th 2020 that's just a month later tony called him and british scientist christian anderson wrote that the lab leak theory was a conspiracy theory it only took one call what did they talk about you have any idea It just took one call and he flipped. He said, oh, no, that doesn't look like a lab deal. Mm -mm. Bring in the bats, bring in the wet market. Christian Anderson said the main crackpot theories going around at the moment related to this virus being somehow engineered. This is after he wrote Tony Fauci. We have the emails, folks. He says it's demonstrably, demonstrably false to think that it was engineered, but he actually studied it and believed that it was engineered and told Tony Fauci that. It, the difference, what happened between January 31, 2020 and February 4, 2020? Actually, I said it was a month. It's actually only five days. Tony Fauci called Christian Anderson and ordered him to publicly say that the COVID virus was not... Lab made. Lou, are you just making all this up? No, I'm not. I, don't, I wouldn't go to the trouble. I'd just quit the whole thing. The New York Times reported on Anderson's early email to Dr. Fauci in an article published in June 2021, a year later. Over the past year, Dr. Anderson has been one of the most outspoken proponents, supporters of the theory that the coronavirus originated from a natural spillover from an animal to a human outside of a a lab. But in the email to Dr. Fauci in January 2020, Mr. Anderson hasn't yet come to that conclusion. He told Fauci, the the government's top infectious disease expert, that some features of the virus made him wonder whether it had been engineered and noted that he and his colleagues were planning to investigate further by looking at the virus's genome. The researcher, pub, the researcher published those results in a paper in the scientific journal Nature Medicine on March 17, 2020, concluding that a laboratory origin was very unlikely. He just talking out the side of his head. Dr. Anderson has reiterated this point of view in interviews and on Twitter over the past year, putting him at the center at the center of the continuing controversy over whether the virus could have leaked, it snuck out from under the door of a Chinese lab. When his early email to Fauci was released, the media storm around Anderson intensified and he deactivated his Twitter account. I can't believe it, man. I had to give up my Twitter account and all my followers. He answered written questions from the New York Times about the email and the fracas. The exchange has been lightly edited for length. Dr. Anderson switched his story in four days after talking to Tony. Dr. Tony. But the Times conveniently omitted that after his call with Tony on February 1, 2020, Dr. Anderson was given. Did you know this? Did you know this? That after that call, right after he made that profession that it was a lab-created disease, when Tony called, he then was given. Dr. Anderson became $1.88 million richer. He got a grant from Tony right after he came out and said it was lab-engineered. Tony said, it was not. And to prove it, I'm going to give you $1.88 million, and I'm also giving you $16.5 million in funding from NIAID, Dr. Fauci's personal piggy bank. Dr. Andrew Huff. Testified that this of this fact in 2022, he released this information in a legal report he signed, created by the Rents Law Group. Dr. Huff reported that Dr. Anderson's finding at the Scripps Research Institute increased sorry funding, <clears throat> increased from three hundred ninety-three thousand and change per month, per month, per month, three hundred ninety-three thousand. It increased to. Eight hundred thousand dollars per month. I'm asking you, everyone out there, how much would it cost for you to tell a lie to the whole world that maybe cost them their life, but you would never have to be held responsible for it for their murder? Could I buy you off for eight hundred grand, five hundred grand a month? Could I buy you off for fifty bucks? I have all the original paperwork right here in this in this document that I'm talking to you about. Fauci paid this guy off and said, change your mouth. Tell a different story. We don't know how it happened. It wasn't in the lab. You know why they're saying that? Because it was in the lab. The The scientists in Wuhan and the scientist Ralph Baric, at University of North Carolina, at Chapel Hill, that lab, they made it, both places. Dr. Anderson was not alone. Dr. Dr. Fauci bribed numerous doctors to keep them quiet on the origins of COVID-19 pandemic that he funded. He built it. He built it. He designed it. Now there's evidence that the first COVID-19 patients were researchers in the Fauci funded Wuhan live. They got sick over there. It got loose. They were not careful and they got the first doses of this jacked up, improved virus to be stronger, more potent to the human being. Fauci, they say, was lying the whole time, and millions died around the world because of Tony Fauci. This isn't the first time he killed millions of AIDS patients. Same, same. Even the people that studied SARS, I can't remember the year SARS started, maybe around 2003 or something. I didn't know what SARS was, and I had a team. We were flying into China into Hong Kong and then we're going up into China and over to Vietnam and they everybody's masked up. Oh, SARS this, SARS that people are dying in these high rises. And we just ran around town. I said, I'm not going to wear no stupid mask on my face. I can't breathe of that thing. I just threw them down on the ground. Everybody's putting hand cleaner on their disinfectant on their hands. You had to wipe your shoes on, on mats that had clean, just ridiculous. After years of officially official pronouncement to the contrary, significant new evidence has emerged that strengthens the case that SARS-CoV-2 virus accidentally escaped from the Wuhan lab. More than 3 years after the pandemic's outbreak, many around the world have given up on learning that the origin or thinking they're going to find the origin of the highly infectious respiratory vi- virus that's killed millions, and their response to which shut down business and schools, upended societies, etc., etc., etc. Now, answers increasingly look within reach. Sources within the U.S. government say that three of the earliest people to become infected of COVID-19 were Ben Hu, Yuping, and Yan Zhu, researchers at the Wuhan lab, all were members of the lab, and they are suspect to have leaked it. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. If you listen to David Martin, this thing was concocted to be foisted on society intentionally. I, it doesn't say here whether they intentionally leaked it or just were sloppy. I think they. I think the Chapel Hill people may Intentionally leaked it. All these people made millions of dollars for doing, try, thrusting this uh, terrible disease on our society. All right. You've been following the people that have been dying suddenly? I just constantly find it. And I just wonder, is anybody ever going to like, how about this? Let me do this first. We got about f- five minutes. You know that now they're doing all kinds of amazing studies. Here's, here's what they found. You know, during the first mo- remember the first month of the COVID lockdown? Couldn't go to your AMA meetings. Couldn't go to church. Couldn't go to your NA meetings. Couldn't go here. Couldn't go there. A lot of patients. Didn't feel like they should go to the hospital because lots of people sicker than them were going to be over there. The first month of the COVID lockdowns cost heart attack patients up to two years of their life. Why would that happen? Do you think they're just stressed out? So here's what they say. These people who had serious heart problems didn't call it in because they were told there's more important things happening Than, than what you're, the experience you're having. People are sicker than what you are. One month. They believe cut up to two years off the life of heart attack patients. The study published this month in the European Heart Journal, Quality of Care and Clinical Outcomes, showed that many people who had heart attacks during the first month of COVID lockdown didn't call it in. They had a heart attack and just lived with it because they were told there's more important things going on. So I get so sick of these politicians that we didn't mandate anything. Oh, we just gave suggestions. Liars. Just complete liars. They make me sick. International team of researchers from Britain and Spain worked on this. They said, if people suffering from general, genuine life-threatening illnesses were not getting the care they needed, what was the point of the lockdown? That was a comment by Russell Brand, political commentator and comedian. The detrimental impact on lockdowns measures on children's health and education and on countries' economies have become increasingly clear. 6,000 avoided deaths occurred in Europe and 4,000 in the United States, according to their research. Some deaths appear more important than others, more expedient, expedient, more profitable, more beneficial to state and corporate power. That's what it seems like, he said. Brand pointed out that during the COVID-19 pandemic, people who criticized the lockdown measures were told, don't be selfish. Or they were censored. Yet they had health problems. They needed help. Yep. I want to get down here. Let's see Oh, we just got a minute or so left. So we got a few people that died. 45-year-old Houston rapper called Big Pokey drops dead on stage right during the live performance. You can watch him drop drop dead if you Google Google it or duck-duck-go it and look for a Houston rapper, Big Pokey. He probably got it all over the internet. You can watch him fall right over. It's called Sudden Death, The Jab. And then we got, uh, oh, we got another guy. We got this cool guy, really sad. Legendary Australian cricketer, Shane Warren. Sudden death said likely particip- precipitated, precipitated by COVID mRNA vaccine. Leading doctors conclude. Why would they conclude that on him? Because this guy was so outspoken, loving that jab. Said, bring that jab over here. Bring a couple of them. 52-year-old Shane Warren, this guy was in, he, he was one of the top baseball players. I call it baseball. They call it cricket. Was found unresponsive in his hotel room by one of his friends who tried to wake him up for dinner, urging him. Uh, they tried CPR for 20 minutes, etc. Rushed to the hospital, died. Shane Warren was an advocate for the COVID-19 vaccine and for wearing a face mask. Warren, Warren received two doses of COVID-19 vaccine and got infected by the virus last August. He got, got shot and he got affected. I'll be right back.
10: This is Jonathan Cahn, it's June, that means it's Pride Month, rainbows are everywhere, on television, in department stores, on corporate logos, in supermarkets, in parades, in children's cartoons, even on the U.S. Air Force website, even on the White House. But what's really behind it? We're going to pull away the veil to uncover a secret that goes back half a century and a mystery that goes back even farther, thousands of years. This in my hands is the presidential proclamation that Biden issued to begin this month. We're going to expose that too. What does this celebration actually celebrate? The president explains it in the first words of the proclamation. He says this, In June 1969, a group of courageous Americans rose up to protest the violence and marginalization they faced in what became known as the Stonewall Uprising. June is Pride Month because of that. The only problem is the president's narrative is twisted. The bar called Stonewall was owned by the mafia. It violated several laws. It was regularly raided. What was different that night is that the people whom the president praised as courageous Americans who stood bravely against the police to protest violence were the ones who actually committed the violence. The police consisted of about eight people. The mob that came against them with violence consisted of hundreds of people. And the hundreds rose up violently against the eight, hurling stones at them, becoming so dangerous and violent that the police were scared for their lives. They retreated into the bar and barricaded themselves to save their lives. The mob then tried to get to the police by breaking down the doors of the bar. They then tried to set the bar on fire with the police inside the bar. They poured lighter fluid on paper and projectiles ignited them and threw them and pushed them into the bar to burn the policemen alive. That's the actual origin of Pride Month. And that's what the president has called you to celebrate in his own words, which is to celebrate violence, destruction, and the attempt to burn police officers alive. The Bible says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. The president is getting real good at him. He goes on to say over 600 Hateful laws targeting the LGBTQI plus community have been introduced throughout the land, except it's a lie. What are those laws? They are laws such as do not indoctrinate our children into this agenda. Do not sexualize our children. Don't expose them to this. Don't confuse them as to whether they are boys or girls. Don't inject them with hormones. Don't mutilate them for the rest of their lives. And this is what the president calls hateful. He says it's targeting the gay community. Another lie, it's not targeting anyone. It's simply protecting children. He goes on. He says books about LGBTQI plus people are being banned. Do you know which books he's talking about? Books put into children's sections of libraries and schools with graphic pornography. Teaching children to perform all kinds of sex acts, some advocating pedophilia, boys having sex with men, and indoctrinating them into these lifestyles. Parents are not only right to protect their children from such things, they have a responsibility to do so. And for the president to call the parents trying to protect their children evil is itself evil. Parents have to protect their children from their president's administration. Recently, the White House acted shocked when trans activists that they had invited for their White House Pride celebration exposed their breasts in front of the White House. That was an offense to do in front of the White House. But it's okay to expose sex acts to children. No, the offense was the act of the White House. The proclamation goes on to say, transgender youth in over a dozen states have their medically necessary health care banned. Another deception. What is he actually talking about? Laws that protect children against having adults, confuse them, sexualize them, lead them into hormonal alteration and surgically sterilize them, castrate them, have their organs removed, permanently mutilate them, even hiding it from their parents. That's what is masked as medically necessary healthcare. It is not gender affirming care. It is gender destroying mutilation. The president is waging war against the protection of children actually seeking that states that ban the mutilation of children be denied medical funding, unlike states such as California, uh, which are trying to make it law that if parents don't go along with transgendering their own children, the state can actually remove their children from them. In the proclamation, Biden says that his administration is waging war on, quote, conversion therapy. Well, does that include counseling people that they can be set free of same-sex attraction? Just wondering, because the Bible says just that. Just as they can be free of adultery and immorality by the power of God. So is the president going to declare the Bible illegal? In the proclamation, the president boasts of his signing the Respect for Marriage Act, which is actually the Disrespect for Marriage Act, and which was sealed when he lit up the White House as a rainbow. And the day that he did it happened to be the day which the Bible identifies as connected to sinful marriages that God says he would not respect. The Respect for Marriage Act struck down the defense of Marriage Act, which Biden, as a senator, had actually voted for. He actually voted for, listen, to cut off any funds to any school that taught homosexuality. Now his administration is trying to cut off funds from organizations and states that will not support and celebrate homosexuality and transgenderism. He calls them evil. What does this reveal? It reveals the total absence of a moral compass. And he writes, I, Joseph R. Biden Jr., hereby proclaim June as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex Pride Month. I call upon the people of the United States to celebrate and to wave their flags of pride high. So the President of the United States is telling you to celebrate what God says is a sin and to put you at war with God and to do so in the name of pride, which is yet another sin. He proclaimed, America is a nation of pride. The Bible says pride leads to destruction. What have we done? We're devoting an entire month to celebrate an alternate form of sexuality. We don't even give more than a day to celebrate America's birth. We're mutilating children and celebrating it. Have we gone mad? What would possess us to do this? this goes to the mystery behind Pride Month. When a nation turns away from God and drives his spirit out of its culture, its house will not stay empty. Other spirits will come in and will possess it and transform it. When I wrote The Return of the Gods, I identified those spirits, ancient spirits, that are now at work possessing and transforming America. One is called the Enchantress in her ancient Mesopotamian inscriptions. It is written that she turns men into women and women into men. Her priesthood were called the Asinu. They were men who walked around her temples dressed up as women, and to whom parents brought their children to see them perform dance. This goddess who altered sexuality and gender was linked to the sign of the rainbow. There's a dark secret to the rainbow that I reveal in the book that would cause anybody to have second thoughts about waving it or hanging it on the White House. Now, the rainbow does not belong to man or to any movement or to any sin. The rainbow belongs to God. But the goddess was actually known in her writings for stealing that which belonged to other gods. So for the White House or anyone to use the rainbow of God against the will and ways and purposes of God is a most dangerous thing. And do you want to know the mystery of Pride Month? There was one month of the year that the spirit of the goddess especially possessed the culture. The ancient month of Tammuz. In The Return of the Gods, I quote the ancient writer, St. Jerome, identifying the month of these celebrations as the month of, in Latin, Iunium. Or in modern English, it was the month of June. And she was known as the goddess of pride. So the month of pride, pride month. And she was the goddess of parades in which she caused men dressed as women and women as men to parade through the city streets. You see, when you turn away from God, this is what happens. Jesus warned of it. Your house will become repossessed by the spirits that were cast out. And so it has. It's either God or this. For those of you who are into these lifestyles, you are loved by God. And he's calling you back. And because of his love, he speaks, and we speak, must speak, the truth and stand against the darkness that would destroy you. And for those of you who are parents, your children are a gift from God. God entrusted them to you, not to the school system, not to Disney, not to children's programming or YouTube or TikTok, not to the state and not to the president. Guard them against the agenda that is seeking to possess and destroy them. And as for the rest, The president has called you to wave the flag that wars against God, to become an enemy of God. Do not listen to him. Lower that flag. Put it away. Have nothing to do with it or with pride. The rainbow is the sign that God gave of his mercy. Turn to God and come to his mercy. And if you're going to lift something up, lift up the only name that has the power to save you and change your life. The name of Jesus, Yeshua. And he will have mercy, and he will not reject you. His arms are open to you right now. And do not fear, but do what's right. Stand up, speak up, do not be silent, do not be intimidated. Resist the darkness. On the day of judgment, you will not stand before the majority. You will stand before God. All these things will pass away, but God is forever. When the president is gone from the White House, God will still be on the throne. This is your moment to become great. Be strong in the power of his might and stand against the night, and you will
1: prevail.
3: Your love for me will always be just. A-
2: You know, when you need um, some repairs done to your house, the guy that I call is Greenitz construction, Dave Greenitz. So whether it's uh <clears throat> redoing a small remodel, maybe your backyard patio, build a patio system, you know, cover, barbecue area, all that kind of stuff, or whether you want to redo your entryway or just change some things around in your house, these guys can do it. They're the experts. They've been doing it. They're not like practicing. They're they're like in it for 40 years or plus. The thing that they really have been known for over the last uh, few decades is kitchens and baths. And I'm going to give you a couple coordinates here, a couple addresses to watch on your computer. It's called GreenitzConstruction.com. That's the color green with E-T-Z on the end, GreenitzConstruction.com. Or you can go to his Facebook site called Dave Greenitz Construction. And you can see the before and after photos of his work. And nice work it is. You know, when you're going to put a lot of money into your house, and usually the most money goes into that kitchen and that bathroom because it's got so many fixtures and and uh, lines and plumbing and electrical, lighting and all that kind of stuff tile so do it right do it right the first time don't don't do it spend a lot of money and then go in there and every day you feel regretful or you have remodeler's remorse but get somebody you're going to feel happy when they start and happy when they finish both happy 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 that's the way life ought to be life's too stressed out you know get somebody that's going to do it right do a good job they're they're the best And uh, they're not saying that themselves. I'm I'm telling you, I know what's going on. So uh, you can reach them off those platforms. You could send a message if you want, or you could text or call this number, 530-682-9602. I think you're going to like what I'm telling you. It's better than me giving you a bunch of words if you just look at the photos, 530-682-9602. And you can text or call that number. The other guys I want to remind you of is Thrifty Rooter. And they have been around, like Dave Green, it's, they've been around probably the same amount of years. I think they're about the same age. And uh, Bill Artomenko went into the plumbing business. And Dave went into the construction business, carpentry business. And Bill developed Thrifty Rooter. And now they're all over these counties around here, Yuba, Sutter. I think they're over in Colusa. Butte, Nevada I know they're down in Placer County They do City of Lincoln I know some of you listen to me from Placer County I, I think I've had some calls Way back in the years ago I I did a, a gun raffle one time Or a couple times And I had a guy down there Or a guy or two in in that Del Webb uh, subdivision Or town the Retirement town Buy some gun tickets from me down there So I know you're down there well, uh, ThriftyRooter responds to that area, so they're easy to get a hold of. You can go on their website if you like to use the computer to connect with people and just go to ThriftyRooter.net, and you can type in your needs. You can check off a list of things that are problems and uh, put your name, address, phone number, and just send it right off the, the website. You don't have to dig around for it. It's right on the front page. I've been there. Or if you want to do old school, just dial five three zero six seven three eight two zero one. That's five three zero six seven three eight two zero one. They have dispatchers that'll help you. Thrifty Rooter is another business that uh, is a good business to to learn and to make a career out of. Plumbing business. It's a everybody needs plumbers, and uh, you can make a nice business for your family and uh, Bill will train you he just needs an honest upright person that's going to show up in the showdown so dial him 530-673-8201 if you want to go to work for him he will train you and make a uh you'll get a career out of it you can carry on long after we're all gone You're a youngster out there all right uh let me just double check a couple things and then we're going to move on back down here i was telling you about this world famous cricketer Here's the sad thing i you know i don't I'm not gonna gnaw on people. this is le- they call him a legendary Australian cricketer, Shane Warren, obviously now he's retired, but the photo of him looks great great looking guy fifty two years of age. Listen to this guy, he says. I think it's just a matter of getting on with it. Get your double vax and get on with it and learn to live with it. Because I think no one over here that's in Australia seems to want to get locked down anymore. No one likes the lockdowns. Obviously, it's been such a tough time for everyone during the pandemic. Warren said, I have a friend in Vietnam that had the same attitude. He said, I can't take this lockdown anymore. I want to go to work. And they said, you can't, but you got to take the jab. He took the jab. He went into a coma. His platelets crashed. He's a young father of two children and uh, has a wife. And uh, he never recovered. He died in the hospital in a coma, never came out of his coma. They killed him with that jab. Warren's, uh, the doctors that know about him said, listen, the COVID set this off. This guy's, yeah, he's overweight now. But uh, this guy's been in shape his most of his whole life. said, upon examining the post-mortem report, they discovered, the doctors, the two doctors discovered that the cricket legend suffered from coronary arterial sclerosis, a form of heart disease. This finding paved the way for the doctor's further investigation, which revealed a concerning link between the COVID mRNA vaccine and the rapid progression of the coronary disease. This guy has been eat the right thing, fit, a world-renowned guy. Like a lot of athletes, after they quit competing... They get a little slovenly, put on a little weight, don't stay in shape as much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a cricketer. Then I mentioned Big Pokey. He dropped dead right on stage. You can watch that right on the video. And then there's 28-year-old rising MMA star in peak physical condition, hospitalized after cardiac arrest. 28. Think about it, people. On June 8th. Chris Lencioni of Portland, Oregon, suffered a cardiac arrest on June 8th and has been in ICU fighting for his life ever since. Uh, big bummer. And they go on and on through this article saying what a wonderful kid he was. Great guy. Love this. Love that. What a wonderful guy. Everybody loves him. Da-da-da. Love, 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 love. And I'm sure he took the jab. And he's now probably brain dead up there. Think about it, people. 28? How many other 28-year-olds do you know that just dropped dead like that in your life? It's happening all over right now. All over. And, And the interesting thing to me, we don't hear about people that are out of shape or just regular old people dying because they're not famous. These people are famous. With huge fan base. And so when they die. It draws all kinds of attention. Because it ain't right. Big pokey. The the legendary. Not just a great. Not a hall of famer. Legendary. Will you look up legendary? That's a huge word. Legendary cricketer. And it. He's in his early 50s. Big Pokey's in his 40s, early 40s. Then we had this Chris Lencioni. Had a wife, father to an almost two-year-old little boy. Our government killed these people. Our governments killed these people, putting out a filthy, toxic, killer jab. And we still have people like this Rachel Walensky. What a loser that woman is. God, she if she doesn't shoot herself or poison herself before it's over, how could you live with yourself, the liar? She was just before Congress, so arrogant. It's just like I could smell the arrogance coming off the screen of my computer. They were questioning her on why in the world on the CDC website. I Go look at the CDC website, see if you can see it. This congresswoman was telling about how on this website for the CDC, it tells all about how you need to wear a mask. It's still on there like masks. They're all scientifically blessed. Got the good housekeeping stamp of approval on stopping ninety nine point nine percent of viruses and bacteria. What a complete crock of crap. And they always, you know what's amazing? These people should actually go to prison. They're better cons than the con men are. They're the most amazing cons, scammers, liars, Ponzi scheme people. She said, oh, yeah, I know it says that, but we have a link to all this hospital stuff going on in the country, and that's what you should base that on. But the congresswoman, who is a very practical woman, says, It's not on this page, and they're going to look at this page and think they got to cover their two-year-olds up with a mask. Don't you get it, girl? No one wants to take responsibility in this country anymore. Rachel Walensky, a total loser. I wouldn't want her even picking... You know, the guys that pick up my garbage on Thursday morning do a better job than Rochelle Walensky. And we have these loser Democrats... In Washington, applauding her her accomplishments as CDC director. I'm 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 on the other side of this computer, saying, "What accomplishments? What? How many people did you kill? You ruined their lives. They're spastics today. They can't see out of the one eye. They're paralyzed on the left side. They can't walk. They got out of control ticks." I'm not talking about the bug. I mean, they got jerked, and they're freaking out. It's crazy. Our universities are collapsing. The only university that I know of that is, I think is just outstanding is Hillsdale College in Milton. In uh, Michigan I I support them I donate to them I feel great every time I send them money I wish I had kids that that if they really needed to go to college they wanted to be a doctor or something I would certainly send them to Hillsdale College I would not toy with any of these other communist dogma schools what a waste of money in people's lives I used to think places like Arizona State University, North Carolina Chapel Hill. I think, I think, wow, what Notre Dame, uh, Duke University, these places are in the tank, corrupt. Arizona State University fired two faculty members for ongoing for organizing an event. I want to just. Does it make any difference what event it is on a college campus? It didn't used to when I was in college. I mean, they had the Black Panthers speaking at college. They had all kinds of people speaking on the college campus. They didn't try to prohibit people speaking on the college campus. Arizona State University fired two faculty college faculty members. For what? For helping organize an event featuring Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager, And Robert Kiyosaki. All three guys are brilliant guys. And there were other people invited as well. Radical left leadership at the school is leading this school to hell. They formed a petition. They attacked The Arizona State University's Barrett Honors College has fired two of its faculty Credible. You might know this Kiyosaki uh, I'm trying to think what trying to think of the book he wrote I'm sorry Best-selling author, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You ever heard of that? Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Prager U founder, Dennis Prager. And Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk. I'll be right back. We got one more segment. I'm going to, um, I, I, I don't have much talk time. I got a big clip, but uh, I'll finish this up and you'll enjoy it. Be right back. For the longest
3: time, whoa. Forgot how nice your pants is Maybe I'll check them for the longest time. time I had other jobs at the start I said to myself, just follow your heart Now I know the woman that you are I'll swab your magic cards and you'll miss your connection what consequence this brings we have issues keeping nicer things our record's so bad i think you ought to know this summer you'll be waiting for here's what's on offer politicians love
0: bragging about bills they pass
10: it reduces inflation it lowers
0: their costs and it fights climate change wow so much good. We focus on getting things done. No wonder people say they want more government. But wait a second. Government isn't Santa Claus bringing us things. Government is force. Politicians forcibly take money from you so they can spend it the way they want. With every new law, we individuals are a little less free. It's the reason the land of the free has lost freedom in freedom rankings. We've been following year by year since 1995. The Heritage Foundation ranks economic freedom across the globe. I've been reporting on freedom rankings for years. This year, the US slipped to its worst ever score. We once ranked fourth in the world, then fell to ninth. The United States, which fell again. We came in 17th this year, well behind many other countries. Now we're number 25. If you care about living a prosperous life, you should care about what government policies are, including their economic policies. Heritage ranks countries' freedom based on things like rule of law and whether taxes and regulations are reasonable, our markets open to newcomers, and finally, having a government that lives within
11: its means. And John, that's been the number one way the United States has been falling. Our fiscal health score is
0: the worst in the world because we spend so much more than we have.
6: This was the biggest. Spending bill in U.S. history. The national debt now tops $31 trillion.
0: Free childcare, free this, free that. Sounds good for my freedom. Which sounds
11: great, but sooner or later you run out of other people's money.
0: And you might say, well, what does government spending have
11: to do with freedom? It has a lot to do with freedom. With more and more government money out the door,
0: everything costs more.
10: All time high prices. When
0: government prints more money to fund its deficits, You have more dollars chasing fewer goods, which leads to inflation. That leaves you with less financial freedom. Disposable income is down. People are really struggling to be able to pay their energy bills.
12: This is a five-minute vote.
0: Also, when government makes more choices... The bill is passed. ...you have fewer choices. Or in some cases, no choice.
6: Natural gas hookups will be banned. New rent control measures.
0: Ban all new gas-powered vehicles. In addition, Americans, thousands of bureaucrats, add regulations that take away freedom. That's just one example of our smothering government and why we keep dropping places. A smothering government is what less free countries have a lot of. India ranks toward the bottom of the freedom list because in India, bureaucrats like these have the power to prevent anyone from trying new things. People fill out form after form, and then wait and wait for weeks or years. How many great ideas die here, waiting in these piles? When an idea does get through the bureaucracy, investors need up to 70 different approvals to buy in. That's a reason India stays poor. It could be worse. The most repressed people in the world are trapped in countries at the very bottom of the freedom list, places like Venezuela. Once a rich country awash in oil money, now the
3: economy is in free fall.
0: With socialists in charge, confiscating businesses, wealth disappeared. Now people struggle to find food. People wait for hours in government lines, fighting over whatever morsels might be left. Of course, the least free country on the freedom list is North Korea. The dear leader and his cronies decide most everything, and people suffer. Life there sucks. Yes, it does. It's bad in the
11: economic sphere just as it is on the political sphere. So many of these things, they reinforce each other. The freer a country is economically, the better off they are. If you want to see how the free market really works,
0: This is the place to come. Hong Kong was a good example of how economic freedom makes life better. Years ago, I interviewed Nobel Prize winning economist Milton Friedman about that.
3: I was in Hong Kong in the 1950s, and you would never have wanted to live
0: there. But they had the one key ingredient, freedom. In just 30 years, Hong Kongers moved from poverty to prosperity because Hong Kong's British rulers put few obstacles in the way of trying new things, like starting a business. I started one just by handing in one form. Thank you, sir. The next morning, I opened Stossel Enterprises. (laughs) $10. It was a stupid business, selling things like American Frisbees. But that chance to try new things is what allowed Hong Kong to prosper. Then England gave Hong Kong back to China, with a condition.
6: That China's leaders would respect Hong Kong's free and open society.
0: But China didn't respect Hong Kong's open society. Hong
6: Kong is now a police state.
0: People protested. At one point, nearly a third of the country went into the street.
6: But the huge demonstrations didn't derail the Communist Party's crackdown.
0: Now you don't even rank Hong Kong. We got to the point where we could no longer consider them separate from Communist China, sadly. Finally, the success stories. Today, the world's most economically free countries are Taiwan, a country with a government that spends less than other countries, Ireland, which attracts businesses from around the world because of its low tax rates. Welcome to Switzerland. Switzerland, which also has low taxes, little corruption, and a fraction of our regulation. And number one, Singapore, which also has low taxes, little regulation, and is an international trade hub because it has zero tariffs. You think you know Singapore?
12: It's time to reimagine!
0: From an economic standpoint, Singapore is top in the world. Would you want to live in Singapore? I ask that because in Singapore, you can't speak freely. The government silences critics. Public assembly without a police permit's illegal and Singapore hangs people who traffic in marijuana. Your
11: point is a good one, which is this isn't a measure of freedom overall, it's a measure of economic freedom. And there's other freedoms that are important, so this doesn't measure at all religious freedom, for example, or First Amendment freedom.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't much like your your list. I prefer Cato's, which is talks about personal freedom, too. Our point
11: is really to have a, a data longevity to look at does economic freedom lead to freer,
0: more prosperous, healthier, and cleaner environments, and it does. It sure does. Something to remember next time our politicians print more money and take away our choices. They're going to offer you free stuff. It's all going to sound good on one level. But in fact, their policies are in all likelihood going to make things worse. As I mentioned, there are other useful freedom rankings, like the Cato Institutes. I made a video on theirs a few years ago. You can watch it here.
8: And you will never see an Indian person committing a crazy crime Like when was the last time you heard
3: of Indians robbing a bank? First of all, Indian people are so nice and they're so sweet I can't see it You know, you're gonna rob a bank You need authority You need to come in there guns blazing I said, get your ass on the ground now I can't imagine Would you please take the money? Why are you laughing? I am talking to you! Forget this, I'm out of here, I don't need this. He gets in the car, his partner's waiting for him. Did you get the money? They would not give me the money. Did you show them the gun? I showed them the gun! We better leave, they're going to call the police. They're still laughing. Where did you get the computer? They thought I was tech support. So what night. we have
2: here at, at Arizona State University, they call it Barrett we Honors West. College, and uh, they have Dean Tara Williams, who uh, anyway this somebody got together and they said let's put together a health, a health, wealth, and happiness uh, conference on campus, and uh, so when they got news of who was speaking there, people started saying we don't want these people allowed to speak on campus. And Dean, college Dean Tara Williams, began censoring the marketing of this health, wellness, and happiness event that had these conservative speakers that I mentioned. And they, then they organized a competing opposition event organized by what they call a rogue Barrett fa- faculty member, Professor April Miller, So, uh, anyway, this is the same university that allowed a group of students to hold a violent protest against Kyle Rittenhouse. You remember Kyle Rittenhouse that was charged, arrested, found guilty, and was going to be punished by the media. But jury found him totally innocent of shooting three guys. So Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was forbidden to go to that school. They didn't want Kyle Rittenhouse to be a, a student. You can't attend here. We don't like you. They were holding death to America signs and attempting to break into the office building of ASU President Michael Crow. They needed to hold building doors closed as faculty hid in their private offices. Now, I wonder if any of these kids got put in a gulag like the January 6th people. In an op-ed titled, I Paid for Free Speech at Arizona State, Executive Director of T.W. Lewis Center for Personal Development. He's involved in the college there. Ann Atkinson details ASU's decision to fire her for organizing an event featuring Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager and writes, the message to students was clear. Nuance is impossible in the presence of wrong. Think the offender must either comply or face sweeping castigation. Despite the pushbacks and threats from ASU factory and the potential faculty in the threat of radical violence, Atkinson writes that the event was a resounding success with 1500 people attending In person and 24,000 attended online however many students told me they were intimidated by professors to not attend so sad Dennis Prager ultimately received death threats for his involvement in the event forcing municipal and campus police to enact extensive security measures incredible Well, I don't have a lot of time left today, but uh, these colleges have lost their mind. Maricopa County Young Republicans Chairman Luke Mossaman shared a heartfelt email sign-off from Atkinson notifying students. Barrett Dean Tara Williams decided to dismantle the Lewis Center and terminate my position, effective June 30. In other words, he's a professor, but he's also part of the uh, Young Republicans. Said the faculty protests extended beyond the letter. Professors spent precious class time denouncing the program. On Twitter, they lamented the university's willingness to allow donor input on campus events. Mr. Prager Received a death threat, etc. Uh, you know, uh, I just think it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, hold on here. I'm gonna get back up here. I'm, I got I You remember? The, you remember the? Come on, baby. I'm having a little problem with my. Laptop here! All of a sudden, you remember this uh, Supreme Court justice? Maybe it was Katangi Brown. Remember Katangi Brown? She was a lady, Katanji Brown Jackson, Marxist. She's a a devout Marxist. Katanji, Katanji, Katanji Brown Jackson. She's the one who one of the uh, one or two of the veters on the uh, Senate asked her if she could define a woman or what the definition of a woman was. And she said that she couldn't define a woman because she would need to be a biologist now, this is the type of woman we have that, that is on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. She also had released many pedophiles, which is a bad sign. Let me, let me just, this, this is so fascinating. And so she, she considers all white people racist. Said, what a strange coincidence. Marxist Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson is, is a far left Crackpot. During her hearings, she could not define a woman. It was beyond her scope of expertise. During a recent Supreme Court case, Brown Jackson argued that Christmas classic, that the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, is fodder for white supremacists. Huh. This gal needs a, needs to take some LSD. Obviously, she is taken seriously she's not taken seriously by the public she's so obsessed with race and racism it probably came as a surprise when she found out this is amazing this is this is how life works it's so trippy she's so consumed with racism recently she she found out that her white husband she she's very black she's pretty she's very black and she has a white husband and she Came they checked their genealogy, and her husband comes from a line of slavers that bought and sold slaves. Her husband. So the Washington Post looked into their family history and wrote an article recently about slavery. The article was headlined, Katanji Brown Jackson's ancestors were enslaved. Her husbands were enslavers. (laughs) I love this. This is so awesome. And it detailed the ancestral history of slavery and enslavement in the families of the Justice and her husband, Patrick Jackson. Patrick, the white dude, the (laughs) peckerwood. The white supremacist, maybe, right? When John Green, believed to be an ancestor of Supreme Court Justice Kentaji Brown Jackson, got off a schooner from Trinidad in Charleston, South Carolina, he was immediately enslaved and dispatched to a pla- plantation, according to the family lore. When John Howland, the tenth great-grandfather of Jackson's husband, Patrick Jackson, disembarked the Mayflower at Plymouth, Massachusetts. He was given housing and several acres, the Washington Post wrote. The paper cited Christopher Child, senior genealogist with the New England Historic Genealogical Society in Boston, who found that Patrick Jackson's great-great-great-great-grandfather, Peter Chardon Brooks, was the richest man in New England when he died, having made his fortune insuring ships, including some involved in the slave trade. I'm sure, I don't know whether that caused old Patrick to have to move into the front room and sleep on the couch or how long that had to go on before he was getting anything from uh, Katanji Brown. Maybe she said, I'm not going by that Jackson name anymore. Patrick Jackson and Katanji Brown. You know, there's some kind of a relationship between them and Paul Ryan. I don't know whether Patrick Jackson and Paul Ryan's wife or brother's sister or something like that. The two couples are close. And I thought, this is so perfect. What a wonderful fit. We got a gal, Katanji Jackson, Paul Ryan's maybe sister-in-law or something like that, who uh, can't figure out what a woman is and thinks all white people are racist. And uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, it's just kind of wild. Kind of wild. So, uh, have you heard of a thing called, you know, oh, here we got the. Let me do this HPV. I want to talk about HPV for a minute. We just got five minutes left. I ran out of time. I wanted to talk about Atrazine. Uh, But let me... I got a little time. Let me get down here and talk about HPV. They've been pushing the Gardasil... That's an HPV vaccine, Gardasil, by Merck, M-E-R-C-K. They've been saying how it's safe and effective, and every child in America should get injected. Don't do it. Please don't do it. It's giving people cancer. A A North Carolina federal district court will hear the first 16 lawsuits against Merck, alleging the pharmaceutical giant's Gardasil human papilloma virus. Vaccine causes injuries. There are about 80 lawsuits pending in federal court. With hundreds more likely to be filed in the near future. Uh, They'll hear the first 16 lawsuits. They were selected as exemplar cases from a large pool of lawsuits pending. In that court district. They will serve as a series of bellwether trials, the outcome of which will shape the process for the growing number of claims brought against Merck for Gardasil-related injuries. Don't take Gardasil, male or female. Don't take it. Just tell them, I'm not going to take it and go to this school. That's what I got to do. There are currently 80 cases. Uh, They're consolidating the cases. Again, this is big. I'm trying to look. Uh, Gardasil is a widely used vaccine commonly administered to teens and young adults before they are sexually acti- active to promote against protect against nine of the more than 200 strands of HPV, which can be sexually transmitted later in life. HPV infections may lead to development of cervical cancer. However, most infections are benign. That means they aren't cancerous and resolve on their own. Merck's trials for Gardasil did not test whether the vaccine protected against cancer. Did you hear me? You've been thinking it's going to stop HPV, which is going to stop cancer. I'm telling you it's in the trials. Merck's clinical trials for Gardasil did not test whether the vaccine protected against cancer. The fact is it's it's causing cancer, people. I'm telling you you you've thought the medical profession was all dialed in and funky tight and safe and clean and righteous it is not Merck markets it as safe and effective but lawsuits allege the drug makers fast tracked it that serious side effects it 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 creates permanent disabling autoimmune neurological conditions such as Postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome or POTS, fibromyalgia, myalgic encephalitis, chronic fatigue syndrome. They're just not, they're finding it here, Austria, Australia, Denmark, Sweden, France, Japan. It's bad. Don't take it. Vaccine makers are normally protected from liability. For injuries caused by fully licensed vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if there's been fraud. There are situations you can sue and uh, people are going to they're suing. They've already been awarded more than four point nine. There's a special fund called the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Also known as Vaccine Court. It has paid out over $4.9 billion to more than 8,000 families for vaccine injuries, despite the system's shortcomings. Payouts include attorney's fees funded by... Anyway, I don't want to go into all these gnarly details. Ah, there's a lot to be said here. You, if you look, if your kids, if you or your child has been damaged by the Gardasil shot, you need to find the class action suit. And I was looking for it, but I can't find. Well, I thought they listed it in here. Uh, but if you you start doing research, you can find it. I'm going to have to call it a day here. It's uh, I'm through my six segments. And... Uh, Thank you for paying attention, and let's get it on out there. And if you need anything, give me a call at 530-713-1838. Good night.
3: I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself. Skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark, sacred night, and I think to myself.